but when they arrived, they discovered that the very large stone that had sealed the tomb was already rolled away. And as they stepped into the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right dressed in a long white robe. The women were startled and amazed, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I know that you are here looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously. They're excited back here, too. All right. Well, I'm excited for this series, and uh, I follow, we're doing some sound adjustments, so they're doing a good job back there, but um, take out some 2K. You'll be fine. All right? Um, Matthew 21 and Luke 19 is where we're going to be. Uh, this starts Holy Week. So if you're new to the church, new to the Bible, if you want to, uh, you know, we will just explain a few things. We've got a full week this week, starting with today, Palm Sunday. Uh, we'll talk more about that and the message today. Um, but this is, this is the week where Jesus began his uh, his road to dying on the cross for us. And so on Good Friday, which is this Friday, we'll have services at 7 o'clock here at the church. So I invite you all to be here for Good Friday. It's going to be a powerful message, powerful time of worship. And uh, then we're going to make a mock Via Della Rosa, Road to the Cross. And so we'll have some crosses here if you want to experience or, or carry. And uh, we're going to, it's legit too. Some of you will be carrying the, the if you want to, uh, some of you will want to try to carry the, the brace that Jesus carried. Some of you want to try to carry the whole cross. There's different uh, theologians have different views uh, on if he carried the whole thing or he just carried the beam, um, but we'll have both. We'll have the beam. We'll have one that's probably about 300 pounds because that's the road it would have really weighed if you carried the whole thing, so uh, you could be there, and we'll have some kids' crosses, so everyone can experience it, uh, but you know, it's, it's uh, a moment of awe and reverence and respect, and so we want you to join there, so we'll march on out to our cross in the field. It's 16 feet high, and we're going to go just take uh, all of us will be going out there and uh, really just respecting, honoring, and, uh, and celebrating and worshiping the Lord for all he's done for us. We'll take communion as a family on Good Friday right there at the cross as a family. Uh, and then you can, you can take some time to respect and, and uh, honor the Lord, and then we'll be dismissed from there. So be here for Good Friday, and then Easter is that next Sunday, of course. And so we are excited for Resurrection Sunday. It's going to be a great day where we can all come together. Any one of these services, I just want to uh, tell you, any one of these services, it's for it's for you, it's for your family, it's for your friends, neighbors, coworkers. Bring somebody with you. Uh, it's it's going to be God is going to speak. That's what this It's Me series is all about. It's about Jesus revealing Himself to us in ways that only He can do. And so you're going to hear that every week in different ways throughout the message to how God has revealed Himself and continue will continue to do so. And so just encourage you to bring somebody with you. And so uh, that's everything that's going on. Then the week after Easter. Uh, we're going to be celebrating uh, over at the Awaken Youth Center. And if you're new with us, we have a youth center right across from West Allegheny Middle School and High School. Uh, so we won't be gathering here. We'll be gathering over there. So if you come here on accident, we'll push you over there. It's not far. Uh, but we'll have a 9 and 11 o'clock service. And I will need some of your help. Uh, I'll need some of you to shift to the 9 o'clock because both services is a little bit smaller in seating over there. Uh, we'll be standing room only, I'm sure. Uh, so, But we'll need you guys to uh, just pile in. It's going to be a great day. And then right after our services, we will have a family day. We're going to have a dunk, dunk take. And so I've told you last couple weeks, but again, if this is your first time, if we hit 450 people on Resurrection Sunday, I'll get in the tank and you can dunk me, all right? And so you got to hit 450 though, not 449. And so uh, some of you like to be challenged. Some of you like to like a little competition. 
I'm not even going to bring my suit. I don't think you can do it. How's that? All right, so some of you need that. Some of you are like, oh, that's it. I'm, it's on now. There you go. It's on like Donkey Kong. There you go. All right, so 450, and then uh, I'll get in the tank. We do need some volunteers, as you saw on the slide. So uh, we just have been encouraged you to jump in. So jump in on family day, but even after family day, we'd like to see you guys serving on a regular basis, especially if this is your home. It's so important that we serve one another. So get in on a rotation. We'll train you. We'll teach you. We'll, we'll te- give you all the tools you need to be successful. Uh, but it is a blessing to serve Jesus and serve others. It really is. So, uh, so start on that Sunday and, and jump on board. We'd love to have you. All right? Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yes. Last week, we introduced uh, these egg hunt kents. Some of you, like traditionally, or you make this a, a, a ritual every year to do a, an Easter egg hunt. And so you're saying, where's our Easter egg hunt? It's at your house. That's where it's at. All right? And so we've got kits for you to throw an Easter egg hunt at your own neighborhood. We're, we're just looking for opportunities to have fun, have a blast, and show people Christ. That's what it's all about. So there are a few more boxes out there. I think we had 12 last service. I don't know how many they took last service, but whatever's left is left. But there's 50 eggs in here. Everything you need to do to have an Easter egg hunt, uh, really, uh, we encourage you just to invite a couple of your friends, a couple of your neighbors, your coworkers, somebody uh, that you just want to have a blast with, hang out with. And then I promise you, God will give you an opportunity to invite them. There's also invitations in here. There's, there's, uh, uh, there's not only eggs, but there's like a selfie scavenger hunt. So you can have a blast and the Lord's going to use that to really just to share how good he is to us. So uh, take an opportunity. Whatever's left, again, right after service, uh, grab one. I'll keep this one here. And if someone wants to steal it from me, you can do that too. All right. So there you go. Easter egg hunt. You can grab that. Make that part of your week this week. That'll be fun. All right. If you got your Bibles, it's me. That's what the series, not it's me, it's you. Uh, it's Jesus saying it's me. It's, it's how he revealed himself to us uh, and how he has and will and continue. You know, for all eternity, Jesus is going to be showing himself to us. All eternity. Uh, you know, so sometimes we get locked in this idea that God doesn't know me, doesn't love me, doesn't care about me. But you're going to see, uh, you know, that's far from the truth if you know the Bible. Now, our humanity, our flesh would, may tell us that, but all through the Bible, God has constantly revealed himself. Uh, we have life after life, person after person that have heard and seen and experienced God in so many different ways, and the same is true for you. And so that's what this series is all about. I believe God is going to reveal himself. In fact, we're believing for 30 people to make commitments to Christ. We had some last service already. If you're online or you're here in the room, we're believing for 30 people to make steps towards Christ from now to the 24th. And so uh, you can pray with me, and it's, it's not about pressure or getting you to make a decision. I just believe God's going to show himself to you, and it's going to change you. It's going to transform you. It's going to be a new life. So if that's you today, uh, if the, you make a commitment today and you make that step, uh, again, if you're online or you're here in the room, let us know. Online, we, we are starting. In fact, we have someone live chatting right now, so you can chat them, let them know. If you've got a question or you need something or you're giving your life to Jesus, you can let them know right there in the chat. In fact, just go ahead in your chat right now, say hi, and they'll text you, they'll write you right back, all right? So they're monitoring right now as, as we speak. Um, but for you in the room, if you make a commitment, there's light bulbs for you. That's what that display is in the back. It's every person that's made a commitment to Jesus, to uh, whether for the first time or maybe you've run away from God and you're coming back, uh, make that confession today. All right. Today it's called It's Personal. It's Personal. Jesus wants to not only reveal himself to you, uh, but he wants you to know him personally. This is not only a personal commitment, but it's a personal relationship we all have with God. And this is the beautiful thing about Palm Sunday and every day with Jesus is that it's personal every day for him. He is praying and speaking over you every single day. And so for some of us, and you're going to see in this message today, maybe you're at a place in your life. And look, we all Uh, You'll see, we can all identify with every point in this message. We've all been at different places. But the truth is, is Jesus loves every single one of us. 
And regardless of where you're at, he is revealing himself to you. And we just want you to see that it's so personal. Uh, you know, I just want to tell you a secret. When Jesus says, it's me, it's not because, you know, of course, he deserves all the fame and he's, his name's above every other name, but he knew you. He knows you. Not only does he know you now, today, in this room, he knew you before you were you. That's what the Bible says. He knew you before you were you. Knew your name. He knit you together intimately, perfectly in your mother's womb. And so regardless of where you're at, the reality is uh, Jesus is so emphatically in love with you. He, he knows your whole story. He knows your whole history. Uh, he knew before you even came on the scene. He knew you, and he knows you now. And so today, he just wants to make it personal with you. He wants to make it real with you. I hope you believe he's alive today. I hope you believe he's speaking to you. Uh, that's why you're here, and that's why you're tuning in online. He is going to reveal himself to you. If, you. if you don't believe it, you just got to soften your heart. A lot of, you know, the Bible talks about being stiff-necked and hard-hearted. You know, we have a lot of people in our world that that's, that's their case, but we also have a God that can soften that. If you're, if you're looking, in fact, in fact, that's my first point today. First, for those that are seeking. I hope that's all of us in this room and all of us tuned in. For those of us that are seeking. You know, if you've never really studied the Bible or this is new to you, maybe you've never read one page of it. Let me give you an inside scoop. You will never find in the scriptures, if you seek me, you'll never find me. Like he's playing hide and seek. The truth is, is all through the scripture, the, the reverse is true. Anytime you seek God, if you're, if you're truly seeking God with all your heart, you're going to find him. That's the promise. Jeremiah 29 says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Matthew 7 says, ask, seek, knock, I'll answer. James chapter 4 says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And I can keep going. I can give you scripture after scripture, person after person, man or woman. It doesn't matter. You keep seeking him, and you're going to find him. That's his promise to you. You don't have to believe me. I didn't write the book. He did. But if this is new to you, I just want you to see how personal it is. He cares about you. He's cared about every person in all history. There's nobody on the planet that you can say that about. For all history, he knew your grandma. He knew your grandma's grandma. He knew your grandma's grandma, grandma. He's been through every person and every generation, and he knew every person. It's actually kind of mind-boggling that somebody can know every person here, Ukraine, China, North Korea, South Korea, wherever you're at. He can know everybody and speak to everybody and hear all our prayers at the same time. That's how good God is, and yet he's still deeply personal. He doesn't forget you. He's concerned about you. He knows what you're going through. He knows how you feel. He understands your emotions. He understands the sin you're going through. He experienced every temptation of sin. Now, he was faithful and perfect and never sinned, but he experienced them all. That's how real and personal he is. That's how much he cares about you. So today, first, for those of you that are seeking, I just wanted to show you in Scripture how great of a God he is. And, and because it's so personal, all of our experiences are going to be different, but the, but the heart of God is the same. You know, the disciples were like you. They were seeking too, right? Jesus said, come and follow me. He had to tell them, look, just follow, seek. Put yourself in a place to see me, experience me, see how good I am. In fact, at Palm Sunday is all about the Messiah coming into Jerusalem. Now, again, if you don't know much about the scriptures, Jerusalem, uh, if, you, if you want to understand Jerusalem, first of all, who made Jerusalem? Who made this place? Israel. Who made Israel? God. Right? That's his, this Israel's his people. That's who he called. 
who founded the promised land and made Jerusalem, made the city. This is where we're at. And Jesus is walking into the city and the people that he created and they don't even recognize him. Much like you'll see on our doors today, you're like, well, what's with these weird doors? Look, Jesus walked through a gate. It's called the beautiful gate. You know, in Israel today, this is just an interesting fact if you've ever been there. If you haven't, you can look it up. The beautiful gate today is sealed. You can't walk through it. It's sealed up. Why? Because the Muslims, the Jews are still waiting for the Messiah. So they sealed up the door until the Messiah comes. And when he comes, I guess it's going to blow through and fall over. But the reality is it already happened. The Messiah already walked through the beautiful gate. He already came into his city. It already happened. But it had gates just like what you see on the doors. Jesus walked through these gates. And this is what Palm Sunday is all about. This is the moment that he walked into Jerusalem. He walked into the city. And many were seeking him. Many were in a place where they were looking for him. And many had no idea. This is what I love about Palm Sunday because it's a beautiful illustration that regardless whether you believe him, whether you know him, whether you understand him, whether you have questions, whether you're unsure, maybe you're even lost, he spoke to every single person in one moment. In one moment. So for those of you who seek and watch this, Luke chapter 19, verse 29, this is the story. If you got your Bibles, Mark, if you just, I'm sorry, if you just go to Luke 19, Matthew 21, and we'll hit John uh, John's gospel a little bit, but you could just mark uh, Matthew and Luke and you'll be okay. But in Luke 19, he tells a story about the disciples. There's actually two disciples in particular. Jesus is walking into Jerusalem. Now, if you, uh, I want you to understand that Palm Sunday, we call it Palm Sunday. If you're actually to study John 16, the disciples didn't know it was Palm Sunday. The multitudes didn't know it was Palm Sunday. We call it Palm Sunday because we're looking back. But if you read John 16, it says, sometimes we think like the disciples woke up and said, okay, the Messiah is going to march in. We're going to get him a colt. He's going to jump on it. He's going to walk in. Let's get our services prepared. I want you to just put some palm branches all over because we're going to have to wave those. People are going to start waving those. That's not what happened. They had no idea. In fact, in John 16, it says, they didn't even know that they were fulfilling scripture, that they were fulfilling the Old Testament scriptures until Jesus resurrected from the grave and appeared to them in a glorified body. Then they look back and go, oh, that's what that was. So we call it Palm Sunday. Maybe you, like me, you've been through, this is probably my, uh, over 20 years I've been in Palm Sunday, but you know, you can learn something new every time you read the Bible. I, I just, I thought they knew. But in John 16, it says they had no idea till, till he resurrected and appeared. But God made it really personal, even though they didn't understand. They didn't know. I believe that's what he's going to do for you. We don't understand God all the time. We don't, as your pastor, I can tell you, I have questions. There's things that I don't understand. And let's be real, I'm I don't, I'm not God. I don't want to be God. I'm not going to put myself in a position where I know everything about everything because I don't. And you don't either. We're constantly going to be growing in Christ. Even when we spent, are in eternity with heaven for followers of Christ, when we're spending, you know, in Revelation, they're asking God questions in heaven. Now, there's no sin or things like that, but there's questions because God will always be God. So if you're seeking, it's a good place. In Luke 19, it says this, and it came to pass... 
when he drew near, drew near to Bethage in Bethany, the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village opposite of you, where as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it, bring it here, and if anyone asks you, where are you loose, why are you loosing it, just tell them because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it, listen to this, just as he had said to them, it's me. It's me. It's the Messiah. It's Jesus speaking. How in the world did Jesus know without even being in the town? First of all, that it was in that town, that there was a cult that had never been written, that it was tied up, and that he could send his people and he could steal the donkey or borrow it because God wouldn't steal. He borrowed the donkey. And if they have any questions, just say, the Lord has need of it. And they'll be like, fine. How does God know these things? And then the disciples, listen, God could have done it without them. But the disciples had to choose to take steps to go to that city opposite of the village they're in, to go to, the, to see the colt. I'm sure they were excited when they saw the colt tied up. They're like, wow, there it is. How did they know it had never been written? I don't know, but God knew. Remember, they're, they're not putting two and two together to say, oh, this is Palm Sunday. This is, remember back in the Old Testament that he would be, the Messiah would come riding on a colt. Remember that scripture? They're not thinking that way. It's me. Listen, God knows things that you and I can't know. He sees the picture differently than we do. We see the moment in the moment. We live from circumstance to circumstance, situation to situation, sometimes blaming God for the situation that we're in. But God sees the whole picture, not only from beginning of your life to end of your life, from the beginning of time until all eternity. He sees it all in one glance. And that's who you want, saying, it's me. That's who you want revealing yourself. That's who you want saying, hey, there's a donkey over there cold, tied up. Just go and tell the owner that the Lord needs it and he'll let you have it. How many of you know they didn't forget that day? Would you have forgotten that day? It's personal because that was for them. That was for them. You're probably not gonna go to Walmart and find a colt tied up at Walmart and Robinson. Right? But even if you didn't find a colt, even if you found somebody's Ferrari and you jumped in it and said, hey, the Lord has need of it, it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> That's never been ridden. Well, the, that wouldn't happen because the Ferrari had to get there, right? Of course, we have autonomous, I guess. I don't know. But that's how God is. He's deeply personal. He knows things that you can't know. And when he reveals himself to you, when he answers things like that, it just makes your faith that much, your relationship with God, it just magnifies who he is to you. You see, that's what I want you to see on Palm Sunday. It was for those of you that are seeking, you're gonna find him. The disciples for years followed God and saw him in ways that only, that only they could see. But God hasn't stopped being God. He's still the same today. He's still speaking to you. He's still speaking to me. You have all these questions of, well, does God know of me? Does, it, does God care about you? And listen, the, rea the reason why you're saying that is because you're a human like me. We're all humans. We're all sinners. We've all missed God's uh, perfection and understanding. We've all fallen short is what the Bible says. Every single one of us. So don't sit here and say, well, I'm such a heathen. We're all heathens. 
We all need the Lord. We all need this Messiah. We need this one that's saying, it's me. We need the Savior. That's what Hosanna means. Come save us. Make it personal. Come save me. We all need this Jesus. You know what I found to be true is we all have questions. We all have things about our life that we don't understand. We all have unsurety about God. But for me, it's because I didn't know the Lord. I would say, well, God doesn't love me. Well, that's just the enemy trying to deceive you, and that may be just you in your own mind, because the truth is that Christ died for you while you were yet a sinner, which is the greatest display of love I can tell you. That while you were a mess, he's not waiting for you to get it right. He died for you when you were in your deepest pit. Maybe that's now. Maybe that's today. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe that's why you tuned in. He wasn't waiting for you to get it right. He died for you and your deepest sin. And he chose you first. Before you even walked the earth, he chose you. He never gave up on you. We view everything through experience. We grow everything. We look at everything, especially when it comes to God. We look at God through experience on earth, but we're fallen people. We're messed up people. What we see in people isn't true about God all the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes there's a likeness because we are created in his image. There's a likeness there. But you know what? People have messed up and they've sinned. That doesn't mean that's who God is. God does not sin. He can't sin. He's not here to reject you. So if you're seeking, keep seeking. Keep seeking. You're going to find him. That's the promise. You're going to find him. Even if you're uncertain, that's my second point, for the unsure and the outcast. Maybe you're sitting here today and you feel like you're the outcast, like everyone has dismissed you. Maybe you've been bullied. Maybe you've been made fun of. Maybe people have said awful things about you. You're sitting here and you say, I have so many questions. I I want to know God, but I just, there's so much that I'm unsure about. There's so much that I don't know. It's okay. God's not afraid of your questions. God's not afraid of your unbelief and your, un, and your faith and where you're at. He's not afraid of those things. That's why he came. He came to know you. He came to help you. He came to guide you. He came to direct you. But you've got to give him that place in your life. You know, I've always been amazed at, uh, and again, when I read the scriptures, especially in these passages, you know, in making this message, I realized that Jesus was talking to every You could put whatever label you want on yourself. I'm the outcast, or I'm unsure, or I'm insecure. You could put whatever label you want. But God spoke to every person on Palm Sunday. Whatever you call yourself, whatever your label is, wherever your insecurity, your unsurety is, or if you feel like everyone has dismissed you, he spoke to you. In Mark 21, he said this, Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw these wonderful things that he did, can I just, just read that again? Read it again. Don't overlook this. When the chief priests and the scribes saw how wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna, save us to the son of David, they were, we don't use this word very much, do we? Indignant. They were mad. Very, very, I mean, that, that word, I mean, you can put a lot of filthy words in there you want, but they were, they were that mad. They were upset. 
Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you not read out of the mouths of babes and nurse and infants you have perfected praise? Look, God saw the kids. Young people, listen to me. These are people, these are religious leaders, these are the political party, these are the government of Jerusalem, these are high up on a totem pole, and they're mad because why? Jesus is doing wonderful things? What are they mad about? You know what they're mad about? They're singing Hosanna. They're singing, this is the Messiah. This is the one that was to come, and they don't believe it. Listen, you can seek God and you're going to find him. It doesn't change the fact that the enemy's going to deceive some people. And even while Jesus is doing wonderful things in your life and my life and in and this day and age, it doesn't change the fact that people are still going to be people. But don't you dare forget what Jesus had did. For those of you that feel like you're, you don't have value. For those of you that feel like, well, God can't use me. For those of you that feel like, well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not holy enough. I don't know the Bible enough. For those of you, if that's where you are, I want you to see that he came and he healed the lame and the blind. Do you know what that means? Yes, it's a miracle that he healed people, but the lame and blind were the outcast. They were the ones that were sitting at the gate. You can go to Jerusalem today and you can see it. They would literally take lame people and lay them just like at the gate that Jesus would have walked in. Lay them at the gate and they would sit there and beg and many times, people would walk by them and not even give them attention of the day. They would walk by them because they saw them as lesser. They didn't see them as valuable to the society, but Jesus stopped and healed them. He stopped and healed them. How frustrated would the, the leaders of that temple, of that church be, that those people that weren't allowed in because they were lame and they were blind and they were lesser and they were the outcasts of society, how frustrating would it be that they now walked in seeing, they now walked in walking, praising the Messiah, singing Hosanna, that's the one. You missed them. You missed them. Listen, if that's you and you feel like you're the outcast, you feel like you don't have value, you have value in Christ. Jesus loves you. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the posts say. I don't care what your teacher or maybe a parent or someone else has said. You have value to God. He loves you. Amen. He didn't overlook you. He will not overlook you. He never will. He knows your name. He made you. You were perfectly designed for him and for his kingdom. I don't care what other people say. All I care about is the creator made you, loves you, died for you, and is calling you. You keep seeking. Don't worry about other people. Listen, the world is never going to give you what you desire. How many times have you and I, I'll just speak of myself, how many times have I tried to find value in the world and been frustrated and disappointed? It felt good for a second. Right? The Bible says pleasures may feel good for a moment. You keep seeking your pleasures, but you're empty inside. You may get the job. You may get the promotion. But then a few months later, say there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Let me tell you, it's me. It's found in Christ. Your value, your significance, your creator. This world didn't create you. Jesus Christ created you. You were made in his image. You're not made in the image of that other person or that person you look up to, that sports figure, that YouTube. You're not made in their image. You're made in his image. And you'll never find your fullest potential and identity without looking to him. It's me. He's revealing himself to you. Even if you feel like the outcry, even if people have mistreated you, said awful things about you, told you the hardest of things to hear, you have a God that says, I love you. And he met the outcasts. He met those that were 
sick and diseased and couldn't even walk into the temple. They couldn't come and worship their God. All they could do is be laid at the gate. And he touched and healed them. That's for you, my friend. You may not have a disease. You may not be lame. You may not be blind, and you may be. All I'm here to say is God is here to set you free, to save you. You know, I had some fun last night with Siri. You guys like Siri? Where's my phone at? Did I bring it? There it is. You ever ask Siri some real deep questions? It's amazing how much we depend on her. But when you really want to know something, disappointed. And I had some fun with Siri last night. I started asking her questions like this one. Hey, Siri, who's, who knows everything about everything? I'm not sure I understand. Hey, Siri, is there someone that knows everything? I'm not sure I understand. Hey, Siri, do you know Jesus? Humans have religion. I just have silicon. <laughs> if you're not an Apple person, Siri was made in silicon. Hey, Siri, you know Jesus made silicon? I'm not a person. I don't have religion. It's funny. You ask her some serious things, and she, she, I say she, it, whatever you want to call it. But Siri was made by people. Programmed to say what people programmed her to say. So I know we're just talking to a machine, but the reality is, is you're seeing the heart of people talking through a machine. Look, if you're seeking God, you're going to find him. If you're unsure and you feel like you have no value to God, how about instead of turning to everything else in the world, why don't you turn to a God that can show you what value is? How about turning to a God that can show you what identity is? How about turning to a God that he's the only one that can save you? None of these other things can save you. That's what Palm Sunday is all about. That the Messiah came to make it personal for you. Make it personal for me. Make it personal for everybody that was there. Finally, the Lord came and he spoke to the lost and the doubters. Isn't it interesting that everybody was there? There were kids there. Jesus saw the children. You know, if you go to a uh, sports game like a Steelers game or you go to a, some arena concert or something where everybody is shouting, right? They're all shouting the same thing. Like, here we go. You're all shouting the same thing. You can't really pick out who's saying what, can you? But Jesus heard the kids singing Hosanna. The Pharisees and the scribes were saying, Jesus, tell them to stop singing. Tell your disciples to stop singing. <laughs> you know what he said to them? Many of you know the scripture, but you don't know where it came from. Many of you know the scripture. If they don't sing, the rocks will cry out. It came from Palm Sunday. The scribes were telling Jesus, you tell those disciples to stop singing. You tell those kids to stop singing Hosanna. Why? You know, it's not like Caleb where Hosanna's played 20 times in a day today. It's not like that. This was a prophecy. This was an Old Testament prophecy that was only for the Messiah. They didn't come to every feast and sing Hosanna. They didn't come to every service and sing Hosanna because this was carefully crafted and set aside for one person, the Messiah. 
And so when all the kids and all the disciples started singing Hosanna, they were saying, this is the Messiah. Now, they didn't believe it, and they were trying to squash it and squander it. But I love that Jesus heard. He heard the kids. He hears you. He hears me. He hears our praise. He hears our hearts. He hears us when we worship and we sing. Now, many of us, we get too caught up in our heads and say, well, I don't have a good voice, so I can't sing. God doesn't care. I promise you, there's probably no American Idol winners in here. All he cares about is, will you lift your voice? Will you sing? Will you praise? Will you worship? And if I do have an American Idol winner, you need to be on worship team. I'd like to see you after service. We could talk about it, but he just loves to hear you sing. He loves to hear you worship. He loves the seeker. He loves the one that's unsure. He loves those that, are, that are maybe feel like they have no value, but he also loves those that are lost. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're tuning in or maybe you're here today and you are lost. Now, maybe you wouldn't say it that way. You wouldn't say I'm lost because in our pride, we just wouldn't say it. But you're hurting. You're turning to everything else but God. Maybe you're locked up in a relationship. You put your dependency on a man or a woman, on a substance, on a thing, on a title, on a career, on a financial status, on what you drive, on what you have. Maybe you put all your things in that basket, but you're still here and you're still disappointed. You're still frustrated. You still don't understand. You know, even the wealthiest people on the planet still are depressed. Money doesn't solve your problems. There's nothing wrong with money. It just doesn't solve your problems. It's neutral. The position doesn't solve your problems. The relationship doesn't solve your problems. None of those things are bad in itself. They're neutral. You know what this book says? You know what the Lord says? You know what the one that says it's me says? He said, I'll leave the 99 for the one. If you're lost, you're hurting, you're struggling, you think in your head that God doesn't care about you, but the truth is God is going after you. The truth is, is God has died for you. God is not, he's doing more than seeking you. He's made a way for you. You know, sometimes when we go through Palm Sunday, we think, well, it was all these people shouting Hosanna. Everybody was united singing Hosanna, but you know who wasn't united? Look at this scripture in, uh, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 10, 11. Now, words are important. Every word in the scripture is very important. Watch this. And when he came into Jerusalem, remember whose city is it? It's his city. When we go to heaven, we're going to be living in a new Jerusalem. How many of the city was moved? All the city was moved. He walked into Jerusalem and all the city was moved. And what did all the cities say? Who is this? The very city God established through Israel, the whole city said, who is this guy? Who, and it wasn't negative, it wasn't disrespectful, it wasn't that kind of tone. It, it was that they were enamored by who he was. They were amazed by who he was. Here's a guy walking in, lame people are walking, blind people are seeing, children are singing, palm branches are going, he's walking in on a donkey, which we all know the Old Testament says the Messiah would come walking in on a donkey. All these things are happening at the same time. The Pharisees and chiefs, they're mad, they're indignant, they're, they're upset. Who is this guy? Do you know what else? who else was there? 
Oh, I love John 16 because it brings a whole new perspective. The, the disciples that were there when Lazarus was risen from the grave were at the Palm Sunday. They were at Jerusalem. They were there at that moment. It doesn't say Lazarus was there, but how cool is that, that the risen Lazarus waving his branch singing Hosanna. Now they all heard that story. Who is this guy? He raises people from the dead. He saves, says he saves people. He can take away the sins of the world. Children are singing. People are singing. Everyone's saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, that he's the Messiah. Who is he? So the multitude said, this is Jesus. The prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Again, fulfilling scripture. If you're lost today, look, they were in that crowd too. And if you're lost today, these people weren't lost going, ha, ah, fooey. I don't want to know this guy. The lost in that day were saying, who is this guy? And many knew him that day. Many got to know him. It's me. Jesus is saying, it's me. If you're lost, I'm here to find you. I'm here to save you. If you're unsure, I'm here to speak to you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to direct you. If you feel like you're not valued and you're the outcast, I see you. I love you. I know your name. You may be sitting here saying, well, does God know me? Yes, he knows you. In fact, every day, he speaks your name to the Father. Every day, the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ are interceding on your behalf. Every day. He's dancing over, speaking over you every day. His desire is that every human being would know him and be saved. He doesn't force that, but he made a way for everyone to be saved. There will be a day when Jesus has to judge, but it's not today, at least not yet. You'll know when he comes. Today's the day of salvation. You can know him. God is revealing himself to you. I don't know what he's speaking to you. I don't know how he's saying, but I, I remember sitting in those seats when I received Jesus right here in this room. I gave my life to the Lord right here in this room. They were singing worship just like this, and, but God had been speaking to me for a while. He'd been revealing himself to a while. And, you know, I just had this feeling. I can't explain. I just knew that I needed the Lord. I knew that he was speaking to me, and that's maybe that's you. There's just no way to communicate it. You just have this feeling. You just have this knowing. And the messages and the word and speaking through the scriptures, it speaking right to you. In fact, so much so I used to run out of the church because I was so convicted. Not in a bad way either. It was, it was God trying to help me, but I was struggling and God, I know that's what I need, but I'm not ready to do it. And I would run out as fast as I could. One day a man grabbed me by the Literally, by the shirt as I was walking out and say, hey, let's have lunch. That changed everything. Not him specifically, although the gesture, the love that he showed meant a lot. Listen, he's trying to get your attention. He's speaking to you. What do you need today? On Palm Sunday, those that followed him came together and sang, Hosanna. Hosanna. In fact, he said it like this. I'll read it to you in Scripture. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Today, as we 
leave first and foremost if you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life is he speaking to you it's me he's saying look it's me I'm, I'm here will you open your heart will you open your mind to what God is trying to say to you will you receive him today it's all you got to do is say yes all you got to do is choose the Lord he knows your heart he knows what you're looking for he knows what you're seeking and then for those of you that are following Christ one of the things I prayed about, uh, we pray every service. So if you love to pray, come, come pray with us at 8, eight o'clock every, every Sunday. We pray over services. But one of the things I uh, love about our prayer team is, and one of the things I saw is like, we're just, I think this morning is going to be where we just turn up the volume from earth to heaven. Usually it's from heaven to earth. But our place is to praise God. I, just turn up the volume. I, I believe not just Westridge, but churches all over the world are singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, God save us. God, you deserve our praise. God, you deserve our, our voices. You deserve for us to shout and sing. I don't care if you have a loud voice or a, a good voice. God, just worship God. He doesn't care about how you sound. He cares about your heart. Listen, it wasn't like when he walked down the, through the gate and down the aisle of Jerusalem, it wasn't like only the good people sang. Only the people with good voices sang. Everybody sang. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. We do have palm branches, but I didn't give them to you personally because that was an anointed day in Scripture. And they weren't beating each other up with the palm branches. But if I give it to you, you will beat each other up with the palm branches. And there's a time after service, you can go at it but I knew you wouldn't hear the message if I gave it to you early, right? But now's the time to sing. Now is the time to praise. Stand to your feet, church. Let's praise him. Let's sing to him. Before we do, let me just pray. Jesus, is there anybody online? Is there anybody in the room online? If you're giving your life to Jesus, write it in the chat. Jesus, I need you. Write it in the chat. I need you, Lord. I'm giving my life to you. Put it in the chat. Right here in the room, if you're giving your life to Jesus, I want you to just, everyone bow your heads. No one looking around. Look, I don't want to be a deterrent to anyone. This is between them and God. Anybody, anyone in this place, you need Jesus. Lift your hand up real high. No one's looking around. This is between you and God. I need the Lord. I need Jesus. Thank you. Any more hands? Come on, put them up there high. I need Jesus. It's, it's me. He's saying, it's me. I'm here for you. Yes, yes, I see your hands. Lord, I just thank you for those that are committing their lives, Lord, whether they're online or in the room. God, meet them right now. Speak to them. Show them. Reveal yourself to them. Be the Messiah. Save them. Hosanna. Save them. Save us. Save me. Jesus, only you are the Savior. Only you. If that's you giving your life, just say, Jesus, I've, I'm repenting. I'm saying, forgive me. I'm making you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Now, now all of us, let's turn up the volume right here. Let's turn up the volume. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's go.